Hey there, I'm Jesse Hall, and I'm your host for Business Elite Brevard Edition, the podcast that brings you all of the influencers, innovators, and industry leaders from right here on the Space Coast. Yes, that's right. This is Jesse, and this is Business Elite Brevard Edition. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in today. Uh, what an epic episode I have prepared for you guys. Uh, in the studio joining me is Matt Susan. Matt Susan and I were recognized over the summer for uh, 2020 from the EDC. And to get this right, I had to write it down. Um, <laughs> he is the recipient of the Excellence in Education for Economic Development Impact Award. It's kind of a mouthful. Do you know exactly what, what that means, Matt? Well... You know, I've been blessed with a lot of individuals that have supported a lot of the different initiatives that I've put forward and along with some of their initiatives that I've supported. Right. Um, All the way from the largest jobs program in the United States to Mm. career and technical programs that are one of a kind. Right. um, Across the board. So I think that that's it. But I'll tell you, the award, I think I'm the only recipient that has not received, that does not have a, a, a doctor next to their name um is that right a bunch of letters yeah you looked at the, the past recipients mm-hmm. and i'm it, it goes doctor this doctor that doctor this doctor that and then matt susan <laughs> so i was pretty honored to yeah. be a part of that that was through the space coast economic development council right and there's just some great people in there and um yeah. they do some great work the board directors is probably the who's who mm-hmm. of, of brevard county and even beyond i think there's some Lucia and orlando mm-hmm. people in there but a lot of people have a vested interest into the EDC and what they do here. So that's also very exciting to be recognized uh, for, again, your contribution. So let's talk about that contribution. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we're going to dive in. So for those listeners, if you have questions, comments, thanks so much for uh, for joining us on the Facebook Live uh, who are there. Uh, for those listening after the fact, please go ahead and smash that follow or subscribe button. We'd love to have you uh, notified when we go live uh, the next time or, or, of course, when we uh, publish new episodes. So with that being said, what gave you, I guess, the credential or the availability to be recognized? Um, you've been with the, with the Brevard public school system for a little bit, mm-hmm. but what was it so special that, that the EDC just thought, man, this guy really deserves to be recognized? So when you look across at the board, right? Mm-hmm. So you have multiple facets. So businesses today mm-hmm. are not relocating into industry areas because of incentives. They're just right. not like that is by the, by the, it, it, it's gone by. Right. And so what they're looking for now is, is workforce and career mm-hmm. training, because there's many instances of companies that have transferred into areas that don't have a workforce and right. it just dies. Plus you have to look at the schools. So you have mm-hmm. to have workforce in schools because you have to have people move from different areas to that area. So right. what we ended up doing is we created some of the most innovative career and technical programs while I was on the board to begin with. So mm-hmm. we had a manufacturing program that we created at Bayside High School, right. one of a kind in the state of Florida with CNC machines inside there, and kids are actually building wow. and cutting machines and getting their CNC manufacturing licenses and coming out. We also built the wow. only standing aviation hangar in the entire United States at a high school. And I, I'll say that again, the only one in the country and Governor DeSantis came last Monday mm-hmm. to honor his entire CTE program, came out of that aviation program. He was inside of it to give the announcement, right? Wow. Well, that doesn't even stop there. So we right. created and upgraded six construction schools and mm-hmm. tied them in with industry 
So the Home Builders and Contractors Association of Brevard, Great people. the a ABC, the Associated Builders and Contractors into those constructions, mm -hmm. and we're working on some really innovative stuff. So that that is just from a standpoint of cre creating the career, the, the programs. Right. Then all of a sudden, we created the largest jobs program in the United States. We were honored nationally at the mm -hmm. National Conference in Jacksonville wow. for creating a jobs program that had never been seen before. We had over a thousand kids working over the summer in internships and everything in industry and let's face it wow. these kids these days yeah they're pretty lazy man so we got to push them <laughs> to get off the couch it's real easy i mean we didn't have some of the fun stuff they've got at home mm -hmm. and so now we've got to get them off mom's couch and get them out there in reality so that's what we did so those were some of the things now mm -hmm. the other thing that happened that is probably the flagship of what we did right. was the cpt program right. so the economic development council created a cpt program and linda weatherman was an absolute animal oh she's a gem yeah oh, my, no 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 like like yeah. literally when she started it she mm -hmm. said we've got to go get funding and we showed up at the Macedonia um, Church mm -hmm. in Palm Bay with eight African-American, um, uh, you know what I mean, preachers. Mm -hmm. And they said, we will get behind you. And that's where it started. And where there was so much energy behind helping out a lot of the community members mm -hmm. in getting that next job training. Right. And then from there, it just skyrocketed. Did you know that they mm -hmm. have the highest rate of success of any CTE program in the entire state of Florida. They have job placement in the 90%. So every kid that goes through That's there, amazing. literally, and the only kids that haven't are the ones that already had the jobs before. Oh, so my. like That's literally, horrifying. right. So it's, it's absolutely an amazing program. They've put over 350 kids in through the program. Wow. And you have success stories. It's not just students. Mm -hmm. It goes all the way up to individuals that are 65, 75 years old. And we had, yeah, we had some people come in and they said, I just want to do, I want a career change. And the, one of the first ladies that came through, mm -hmm. and by the way, it's almost the same amount of women as there are men. Because in manufacturing, they love women because they're very meticulous with how they do in welding and everything else. So you, not many people know that. That's fascinating. It is amazing. So anyways, it's a great. So some of those programs were right. the reason that I was recognized. I'm the chairman of the CPT program for mm -hmm. the EDC and have been for the last four years. Precisely. For those listening, what is CPT? A certified production technician. Mm -hmm. It's four components that kids go through. Right. Um, and what they do is when they complete the course, which takes no more than eight weeks, tops, at the end of the eight weeks, they get 16 college credits towards an associate in science degree. And they also get not only the, it's insane. What? Oh, yeah. I need to do that. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. right? I know, right? So they not only get that, but they right. get their OSHA certification. They get That's their huge. soldering certification. So a lot of workers, here's what happens mm -hmm. in the workforce today. Right. They have a lot of kids that come in and say, oh, I want to try that job. But they may not be qualified or they may not have the the initiative to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. So this process allows them to go through and be kind of qualified. Right. So many manufacturers that may not even need those skills are actually hiring these kids because mm -hmm. they're coming right out of the pipe. Wow. Uh, and, and we, I mean, for some of us who have been in a no, this is not news, although I didn't know we had a hanger for a high school. Oh, what, I got to have you come by, man. What, which high school is that? Listen, O'Galley. So listen, let me they explain something. Let me explain I drive something. by it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me explain something. Okay. O'Galley not only has a hangar for aviation, uh -huh. they have a boat program, right? Yeah, marine program. So there's kids that's in there amazing. turning engines. They're actually, they actually have God, a pool. I wish I, I, that's so valuable. All right, right, right. And they also have automotive. So it is the only school. Mm -hmm. Now, this is another fact right. in the United States. Now, you hear about all this stuff in this. Listen, I'm right. tired of hearing what New York has, <laughs> right. what Texas has, what right. all these other places. We want to know what Brevard has. Right. And Brevard has the only school that not only do they have marine mechanics, they have their own aviation program with a standalone hangar, mm -hmm. and they have one of the most innovative automotive programs. They're building, they're building a streetcar in there that they're going to race. 
I mean, there's some stuff going on at O'Galley that is absolutely amazing. And that's just one of our high schools. We have that in right. almost every high school. Automotive, marine mechanics, aviation. aviation. I mean, there's jets in there, by the way, and helicopters. The kids are working on it. Oh, yeah. You go inside there. I mean, you know what we should do? You right. and I should do a show in there. And invite all the people to come I have out. a portable studio. I think, well, then we yeah. should go do that. We'll go inside. We'll actually do it from inside the jet. That would be crazy. That would be a first. We can get inside I've done, the jet. I've done podcasts on cruise ships, <laughs> but I've never done it on a jet. Um, you're going to see it here first, folks, okay? Wow. Um, yeah, blowing my mind today. Already, yeah. out of the gate. So, I mean, if you haven't heard this news, go ahead and drop a, a, a like or a comment. Share this broadcast, please, because... This is just the beginning, tip of the iceberg. So, of course, that's why you're recognized. Mm. If you can get some of the, you know, I don't want to say more basic languages because they're all highly sought after and they could become a career in itself. Yep. There, I know CNC manufacturers who are building all kinds of things. And you write the code and the machine does the work. And, you know, and, and, and listen, if, if there's going to be any kind of easy transfer, easy uh, migration from one thing to the other, it's these kids playing video games and mm -hmm. then go into like a CAD machine right. or something else. If you're if you're already doing Minecraft, yeah, like you could you could do CAD, right? And now you're doing you know now you're building stuff with the and I'm in real estate of course, with the uh, advent of 3D homes oh, now. Yeah. Oh yeah, like these kids could be like joining the HBCA, yeah, and going right into I mean because we already have a, a home that was uh, 3D printed on Sarno, yeah, right, yeah, so. Welcome I mean, to the Space Coast, right? Welcome to the Space Coast. <laughs> uh, more <laughs> with, of course, only here on Business Librivard Edition. Uh, we are seeing just all kinds of promise. So if mm -hmm. a kid can come out of high school with mm -hmm. a CAD or CNC or that CBT certification, which gives them pretty much soldering and, and all these components, that's so valuable. Well, and, and just so you know, mm -hmm. um, even if you're a homeschool student, right. you can still take that one class. Right. So we make the availability for individuals. Like we have kids that take like um, Florida virtual school. Mm -hmm. Why are they not coming in? I don't think right. the parents understand that you can come in and register for our career and technical programs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the parents don't understand that. And I'm telling you right now, there is nothing better. We should, we should do that. And then we should go over to the automotive that day right? because they've got some race cars in there that they're working on. It's fun stuff, man. You know, you, we have people like uh, EJ Larson in town, mm -hmm. you know, with the, with the rocket drag. Oh yeah. Drip, uh, or oh, yeah. dragsters. Uh, you know, we have a lot of very, very cool, fast, fast people, fast things happening here. Yeah. Um, rockets on the ground, rockets in the, in the sky, you know, that's if there's a, a rocket, we'll <laughs> attach it to something <laughs> yeah. and, and launch it. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think in Brevard County alone, you know, there's more jet engines at any time per yeah. capita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. <laughs> so, so of course you recognize for that, and and I, and I think that's so valid. And not only not only can anybody of all ages of all backgrounds uh, take advantage of this program, not just high school kids, not yep. just college kids. Yep. Really, if you want to reinvent yourself, because what is a starting salary for some of these uh, jobs? Well, if you're talking about starting salary for some of the uh, like welding, we right. created a welding program in Astronaut, right? Wow. So, well, one of the issues is you have bimetal welding that's coming out of, of the Kennedy Space Center. It's not done many other places. Like right. you're welding aluminum to steel and that kind of stuff. Right. So we created a welding program to uh, tie into a lot of the Kennedy Space Center stuff. Those kids are coming out making 60, 70 
before they Amazing. even, I mean, at 18 years old. Amazing. I mean, they're making more money. When you take it, right, right. a four-year journeyman in welding right. will make more money than the doctors that are coming out right now because you got to figure the doctors also have to pay their medical malpractice. They have to pay the staff. I mean, mm -hmm. they've gotten so bogged down with all of their student debt. Right. Uh, there's no reason why not to. And that's the same for aviation techs. Mm -hmm. That's the same for manufacturers, for, for CNC welding, everything. Right. It's absolutely amazing. Because the NASA program ended mm -hmm. mid tens uh it left a lot of just a vacuum mm -hmm. i mean because there's so many cnc manufacturers and these guys were tasked with one ball bearing yeah you know with with a tolerance of like 0. 0.000 you know whatever i mean you had to get that thing perfectly sphere perfect you know and and that's and that's all you had to do yep. you were responsible for one thing so when the shuttle program ended you had these guys who were just did you know the same thing for 20 years these yep. machines were you know calibrated all the time to, do, to produce one or two you know small items and then that failed and so we left a vacuum and all these cnc you know mm -hmm. manufacturers were like now what do we do right so to see them you know getting back to work and then and then of course now you know a lot of those guys are aging out mm -hmm. and so we Again, now we have a now we have a professional vacuum, you yep. know, a, a skilled uh, labor vacuum, yep. and so for you to get behind that and spearhead that and give these kids an opportunity to not just have to work, you know, a, a, um, a uh, minimum wage job after school or have to get into student loan debt mm -hmm. be, to go to a four year program. Listen, I you, you're you're speaking my world, um, yeah. but I did want to cut in and just say one Perfect. thing is is yeah. that. Um, all of the things that I have done mm -hmm. have never been done on my own. Right. Um, Superintendent Dr. Mullins, amazing. Yeah. He has driven what what is coming out in May, which is Manufacturing Month for us. Very cool. Is going to make headlines across the nation. Is that right? Oh, there's some stuff coming out, and then Do also you we have break it. No, 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 no. Come on, man. We got what well, we got. Little some, tease. Yeah. Basically, here's what happens. Uh -huh. um, workforce in many workforce development in many counties right. is is not done very well so they'll create a program mm -hmm. but they don't have the teachers to teach the program or the advertising to get the people into the program or they'll create a program that's mm -hmm. not piped into an industry so what we did in Brevard and again I am not the one so like mm -hmm. if you look at the CPT program right. you have Linda Weatherman and her team right. you look at the school district you have Dr. Mullins and you have a, a lady named Miss Rutledge who is the mm -hmm. most amazing CTE director ever mm -hmm. and we have all of these individuals that have been working together to create this pipeline right. and what it is so if you have a company and you come to Brevard what we do is is we look at how we can help your company mm -hmm. get the workforce that you need right. the aviation program in Galley is a stone's throw from the airport yes the reason is is that we have those kids go through so one mm -hmm. of the companies that I work for has a jet that they fly in when we flew in in Melbourne in the apex mm -hmm. we landed and the kids came out to work on that were from the O'Galley program that we actually had inside the certified production or inside the certified technician out of the aviation program oh. so we create programs that fit the industry and then fit that workforce that pipeline is not done very in, in many right. other places they just throw money at it so like mm -hmm. people come out with these ideas and they throw money at stuff but it's not done effectively right. and that is a testament to linda weatherman dr mullins and the brevard county school board for what we do because with so many contractors coming to the area mm -hmm. who need manufacturing who need skill tech one of their one of their biggest questions is well am i going to find Mm -hmm. labor i mean you guys are, are awesome of course you're conducive with the, you know all these other benefits that you're you know you're, you guys are sweeping us off our feet you know we were lo we're loving all the all this love and everything else yeah. but we're manufacturers mm -hmm. we need you know people who who can, can who can lead teams of other 
uh, skilled laborers. You know, we need we need people with those skill sets. We um, have 530 manufacturers right. in Brevard County. We're the eighth largest manufacturing base in the United States. So people think, oh man, Detroit and all these other places. Yeah, mm-hmm. but number eight in the nation is Brevard County, the Space Coast, because all of the manufacturers like Grumman and mm-hmm. Boeing and NASA and all of the rest of them, they have they build their big stuff, but then right. all of their one-offs they send to the sub-manufacturers, right? right? And they call them the subprimes. The primes mm-hmm. are the large companies, the subprimes are below them, sure. and they fill that workforce. So they get the work orders for 6,000 bearings, right. for 7,000 gaskets, right? right? And that's what they're doing. And that is all done here mm-hmm. because of the Space Coast Economic Development Council creates that infrastructure so Love that it. these companies can come in. So there's stories about companies relocating to areas because there was economic incentives, mm-hmm. and then they can't even get their workers to move there because wow. the school districts aren't good, right. there's no workforce, and then they just get completely destroyed. So companies are very attracted to our workforce and our space center Mm -hmm. because of the things that we do here at the EDC. Yeah. Again, a program that I think has been, like you said, recognized. We're going to get more recognition. We're going to keep making headlines. We're going to keep pushing what a new skilled labor workforce should look like. Mm-hmm. And that means, you know, not everybody should should go to college, really. No, I mean, we, we need, need plumbers. To. We need electricians. We need welders. Little side note. I worked offshore um, in the oil industry for a brief period, and we were on a derrick barge. This is a barge. We were we were laying a, a natural liquid gas pipeline mm-hmm. away from Boston Harbor. We're, at, we're we're ten miles offshore from Boston to mitigate any kind of future terrorist event because liquid natural gases. I mean, let's just put it. You know, w- one one tanker mm-hmm. can level you know a city. Right. So we had to put this pipeline all the way out in uh, in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And and with that, we had to build a, a, a pipeline. I met this guy, Kush, I mean, pretty Kush job. He was a welding inspector. This guy would just look at a monitor over the robotics guy. They have a robot, and they would look at the, the, the deep-sea divers, you know, would, would, would make these welds. And this guy just had a, a robot inve- in, inspect the weld, and he would yeah. sign off on it. Yeah. This guy's making $2,500 a day. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. He owns a beautiful place in Alaska. Right in his backyard is a glacier. Mm-hmm. Moose come by all the time. Mm-hmm. When he's when he's working, you know, he's in the Middle East, at, you know, out out there um, doing pipelines as well. You know, uh, and, and I couldn't believe this guy was working like three, four months a year, making two hundred grand. And so uh, I'm a yeah. I'm a perfect example product yeah. of that too. When my dad was a contractor, mm-hmm. I grew up carrying pipe at like an electrical wire wow. at like eight years old, right? right? So my dad, I didn't have spring breaks and summers. Sure. It was going to work with that, Me right? Too, yeah, go dig that ditch, go oh, do yeah. that stuff, and I was on his job sites. But when it came time for me to go to college, back mm-hmm. in the day when I was going into co- when it was my time to graduate high school, right. was when a lot of the manufacturers started offshoring a lot of their stuff right. to China, to Vietnam, and all that. So all of our parents said, "Well, you can't be in construction and manufacturing because it's it's going to die. Right. So you need to get into college." So I I am a perfect example of that. But I think where we do a disservice is mm-hmm. is that colleges is. is academia but also mm-hmm. the trade schools are college like we right. forget that the state colleges jobs are to create those career and technical programs sure. so the guys that are attacked that are also going to our career and technical schools like plumbers and pipe fitters post 295s up in daytona beach mm-hmm. they're actually housed inside of the college in volusia state college so or daytona state college so mm-hmm. what ends up happening is is they kids are attending college it's just a different classroom and we need to get away from people thinking that they're the only ones that carry in right. books because <laughs> if you've ever looked inside of a welding book right it's pretty intense right it'll blow out a biology book any day it's metallurgy yeah you know yeah. like you like you said you know combining two different metals like yeah that, it's like, a tough weld man that's 
that's alchemy. Yeah. You know, I mean, you I mean, you're really like now you're marrying different, you know, uh, uh, materials and different heats, different welds, different solder. Yeah. It's, 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 intense. it's a science. Yeah. And, and I looked into it after this guy told me how much he was making. I went, I went, you know, right to, and there was one in Miami, uh, where I was living at the time. And I was like, you know, but it was a six month apprentice, you know, you have mm-hmm. to like, you have to build this huge book of mm-hmm. experience before yeah. they, but then, you know, but then you get to, up to the master welder, yeah. you know, which is like another, you know, so many credentials, like it's not. A, a just a you know yeah. a guy with a with a mask and a torch like absolutely it, there's not. so much more to it and uh and a, a big deep respect to all welders and, and all craftsmen and skilled laborers uh and by the way you mentioned detroit earlier this is not the rust belt right. it's lab coats right yeah. it's sterile environments <laughs> yeah. like you know you have to like go through like thresholds they blow all the dust off yeah. you know because i mean you're you're working with a lot of sensitive equipment and so it's not the mm-hmm. The, the automobile assembly line, you know, that your grandparents worked. Yeah. It, this is this is really nice stuff. I mean, you're working in beautiful hangars. I know Embraer's always looking for people. They're expanding real quick. We got Arion, who's about to build a, a business and hire another 500 mm-hmm. people. Uh, so there's, like, so much skilled, like, I mean, in new technology. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't have to go to FIT to, to participate in the aerospace right. community. You right. know, you you just – you work on that, that, that rocket engine – at the uh, the local high school, and you're going to have what what people need, and 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 again, the start entry level, like you said, for example, sixty seventy thousand, even if it's forty thousand as a nineteen year old with benefits. Did you know we you are? Know. Here's a funny stat for you. You're yeah. talking about CAD and CAD drawing. Did you know that Brevard Public Schools is number two in the state of Florida for wow. graduates that have CAD licensing? Wow. So a lot of people don't understand that we mm. have we are the tenth largest school district. Wow. And we score in the second for the for the number of CAD drawers that are certified. Amazing. Those that's that's our staff. That's not mm-hmm. look Brevard schools. We get to go take pictures. We get to do all that fun stuff, and we get to say well, we want career and technical. Right. But we would never have it if it wasn't for the BPS staff and the mm-hmm. superintendent. So they get all the credit for that. But yeah, it's amazing what BPS does. Uh, combined with the job placement, I mean, I don't, I don't. If if I had a kid, you know, and 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 he was really, you know, having that discussion. I'd say, listen, you know, follow your dreams, but you know, if 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 you if you still are figuring it out, get a good skill, mm-hmm. and then work on a dream. Mm-hmm. And then the, the dream may come to you in four or five years, but at least you'll have, you know, money. You're not you're not going to be in debt. You you could you could travel. You could do things. You, you could have the freedom, because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these skill sets, you know, they're universal. Yep. You know, you you know, you could go across, you know, overseas to Europe. I mean, you could take this skill set, you know, just about anywhere. You should see some of the salaries they're paying for people to go to forward operations in foreign countries to work with right. these skill sets because they don't have them in these countries mm-hmm. and they need to have some of the building that they know is the codes are now starting to catch up in the other countries. So it's a very unique skill set for yeah. sure. And we're, we're blessed to have what we have here. In and I'm so excited. And, and now after all that, <laughs> I want to, I want to introduce Matt, to the audience, you know, where you grew up and sure. and, and tell us about what, what you were doing. I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, working with, with the dad, doing yeah. ele- electric. I have a similar story, except I was moving furniture with my dad <laughs> yeah. uh, all the way through high school, you know. And, of course, the bigger I got, the, mo- the more I had to, like, move stuff. And, right. And, uh, but, yeah, so very very similar. But I, but I was also the, the kid that had the car that could yeah. pay the insurance, that could pay right. the gas. Of course, all my friends were, you know, they were always blowing me up, you know, as far as, like, pick me up, you know. So, yeah, I worked, but also, you know, I don't have my weekends and summers, but I had the car. Well, um, and I was I was not as smart as you on the, oh, on yeah. the working <laughs> side. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know what minimum wage was until I was 16. I think my oh, dad no. gave me a dollar an hour a oh, day. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. So 
Um, and if you talk to him, it'd be about what I was worth when I was working. So exactly. But um, anyways, no, I grew up in a place called Coral Springs originally. I know Coral Springs. Coral Springs is right on the edge of the Everglades. So yeah. I was like Huckleberry Finn, man, and Tom Sawyer. So is that right? I'd wake up every day that mm-hmm. I didn't have school and that dad wouldn't try to yoke me out. And I'd mm-hmm. run right out into the, into the Everglades. And if anybody's ever been in the dry season in the Everglades, you can run barefoot through those rivers. Mm-hmm. And so to see that grass and that wind run, it's like an ocean. It, it's yes. it's one of the most beautiful things. And the alligators and the snakes and the fishing and the oh, yeah. canoeing, that's how I grew up. And then when I was in about eighth grade, I moved to a place called Jupiter Farms. And Jupiter Farms is the same way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same way. You got creeks, you got everything else. And, I, and that's how I grew up. I grew mm-hmm. up a little bit different. And I wish that my children and some of the other children around could grow up with a little bit of that country in them. Because mm-hmm. it, 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 it touches you in a different way to be able to be independent like that. Um, I used to run my dirt bike all over Jupiter Farms. We used mm-hmm. to have some fun. And, and I just, it was a different way. So I, I would grow up with that. But then at the same time, on the major, like this, you know, the weekends I could have fun like that. But spring break and over the summers, I was always working on my dad, dad's construction site. And that's right. where I got to really, I felt very comfortable with a lot of the contractors around here because mm-hmm. it's how I grew up. I mean, it's my father. My father's still running huge job sites yeah, in Miami. And you're speaking language yeah so I, I and I knew what their needs were I knew where they came from and I knew the people I mean a lot of these people sit back and they say oh you know the doctor this the the welder that if you go to any of these guys that are trades houses mm-hmm. the stuff that they have inside there that they're working on is special projects and stuff right. is phenomenal their minds are are out there and, it, and it's just a great opportunity so I felt comfortable um, went up to college at Florida State and if anybody says anything different that that is the greatest school in the entire nation <laughs> and if you got a problem with that come see me <laughs> That's right. but um yeah and then I went to work for Greenberg Chard Law Firm afterwards Mm -hmm. as their legislative coordinator for four years and we represented that sounds like a lobbyist yeah technically it is so for four years i did that um got to know the panhandle of florida so well with a lot of the individuals out there Mm -hmm. and um, we never lost a case so for four years we uh not only did we defend george w bush for the uh presidency of the united states i was actually at the uh table when he was making barry richards was making oral arguments inside of the supreme court for the state of florida but also just a great experience Mm -hmm. and I decided that after all of that, I said, you know what? I mm. want to give back to the community. And I left, which after an amazing career of four, four years, I left to become a teacher. And where did you start your teaching career? Space Coast High School, Brevard County. Is that right? And, and I loved it. I mean, I, mm. I'll tell you right now, if there's any profession that I would rather do right. is teaching. Because well, every day mm. you get to show your, your life. I mean, you get to see what you give back. What subject mattered? Oh, American like? history, Good. American government, and uh, multicultural studies and that kind of stuff. So I was wow. all in the, yeah. But I, I mean, I told, uh, I won a national award for Veterans of Foreign Wars, National Teacher of the Year. Um, won a bunch of, I was honored to do a bunch of stuff. And it wasn't because I was the greatest teacher in the world. It's just sure. because I got those kids moving. We built 35-foot teepees. We reenacted wow. battles inside. No way. Oh, yeah. I reenacted, uh, I built um, World so War One battlefields on the uh okay i'm gonna tell you a funny story right? yeah yeah let's go all right so <clears throat> space coast high school circa i think it was 1995 no mm-hmm. 2005 i started at space coast and i'm in the class teaching civil civil or uh world war one mm-hmm. in the world war one they they look at me and they say uh mr susan what do you mean there's there was uh body parts in the trenches <laughs> and everything i just got i got frustrated because they didn't feel like they were getting a lesson right. so i didn't ask the principal i went out and rented a uh, trench digger mm-hmm. and i dug six 100 foot trenches six feet deep i poured sulfur inside of it and then i built a bunch of tanks and the next week we prepared to go into what was known as the battle of Blea wood 
without the permission of the principal. Now, what ended up happening is, is Florida Today came out. I even had another school come out, and the principal still had not been told yet. It was Mr. Spinner. And he'll, if you call Bob now, he's retired up, up north, I think, in Georgia. He'll tell you I, I put some gray hairs on his head. That's but great. every one of those kids, 300 mm -hmm. kids were out there reenacting the Battle of Blayo Wood. We had medics. We had everything. And that, that taught them history. So when I was a teacher, I didn't get my lessons from the textbook. I, we lived history. And those wow. kids today, we, re, we rebuilt a facility at the paintball in uh, Merritt Island mm -hmm. um, combat zone and those kids still today every Thanksgiving we get back together and we, we battle in that trench Is that right? Field. Yeah, it was like a decade ago that I did it, man. Wow. I still go over there. But I loved coaching. I did all that stuff and then yeah. I uh, and then I went and uh, got into insurance and then I uh, when I didn't like what so I stopped teaching you know you don't make enough money as a teacher we all know it's tough yeah it is and then um, <laughs> after nine years and then I went back in and I ran for school board right I won school board and um, now I do some amazing insurance with some great companies and um, I'm, I'm honored to be able to defend and fight for the kids and the teachers and everybody in our school district and and, and what, what's your official title now with the with the school board uh, Brevard County vice chairman district Four school board member very cool yeah um, how many more terms are you available for? Oh no, man! You're two terms. I'm two term limits. Listen, limit? I believe yeah. I believe in term limits right. I, for you know maybe. And, yeah, and me I'm, too. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with anybody who says I, it's just how I believe. So I'm right. not out there saying you need to stop. But I, I just believe that you need to have new blood. Right. I believe that you fresh do ideas. get stagnant. Fresh ideas, yeah. man. Look, I came on the scene career and technical, you know, mm -hmm. all of the different stuff that I had, and we're succeeding at that. And now right. it's time for somebody else to come in. So I'm in my second term. Mm -hmm. I'll only run for two terms and then I'm done. I'm not, I, I, I believe in that as far as I, I've seen some people in school board that have mm -hmm. been a part of the school board for like literally over 30 years when we go to these national conferences. And I'm like, you don't, you don't have any new ideas. I mean, well, you, you know, some of them can because I, they can they, get there, but it's an anomaly when you get to that yeah. point where you have a successful um, school board member. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that you become more and more distant as you get older um, in, or in the years of experience because you feel like you already, you know, you, you kind of say, I already know all those answers, right? right? It's time for new blood. So in three years, somebody else will sit in my seat and I'll be cheering them on every two weeks, watching them, every group come in and yell at them and say <laughs> that you guys are horrible. You don't love me. Uh -huh, you know, your turn. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and how, how much... And that's and that's a really good rundown as, as far as uh, your career. And I, pre I appreciate you sharing all that with, with yeah. us. Um, is is there any other ambition, political ambition? No, I mean right now just to do what's you just, right you for just the school like, district. Yeah, you just Look, like I, your your private yeah, insurance life. We're, we're, I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> the insurance companies that I work with, Mark Three. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, the most phenomenal guys. They got started in NASCAR. Okay, right. so you want to talk about a bunch of Type A personal personalities that are competitive. Right. They are right up my alley, man. Great. And we're doing such an amazing thing right now. I, I mean, I, I love everything that they do. They're a great team. Mm -hmm. um, the owner, Neil Browder, he's, he's fun. He, um, he knows how to do it, and he cares about the people. Right. You get into insurance, there's a lot of used car salesmen, right? They just are. And, and no matter what they are, what level, mm -hmm. whether they're millionaires or not, um, but you come across some rare people sometime that actually when they sit down are trying to do what's right for the people, and he does. And he mm -hmm. represents over 160 municipalities in five different states. So I oversee Florida for, for Mark Three now, and we're doing very well. Um, and that's great to hear. Mm -hmm. we, we, lo we love everybody succeeding. You know, this is why we share, uh, you know, the, this is the premise for the podcast, you mm -hmm. know, just, just to highlight Who what are people you? are doing. Right. Because, you know, even as the, I, I guess my, my, my intro suggests, you know, these are people who are not in the news, but they're making moves behind the scenes. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to see 
again, your growth, your contribution, mm-hmm. you know, you're, 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 it seems like you're always kind of giving back. Yeah. Uh, rotary. And My rotary great. is amazing. Which rotary are you? Suntree Rotary. So, now they will tell that's you. That's a really I good one. Listen, I haven't been there. We had a, my new baby. Um, so I have five children just wow. so you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that keeps us busy too. I'm, I'm glad you shared that. I'm okay. like number six with my wife, the sixth child. So, <laughs> but, um, I haven't been as attentive to rotary. So if you mm-hmm. said, Hey, is it Suntree rotary? Give him a call. I'd be like, we don't even know who he is anymore. Right. <laughs> they're, they're harassing me, but Suntree rotary, like we have mm-hmm. a big event tomorrow. We're uh, temple terrace. Mm-hmm. Actually it's today. We're temple terrace. We're doing an Easter forum. We have 500 eggs and we have a bunch of other stuff. So we go really? into the, yeah, it's a housing project in Melbourne. It's amazing. So we just sit back and, uh, uh, we're getting six big baskets. We got 500 eggs, and it's it's just giving back to the community as mm-hmm. Rotarians, and uh, they do a great job. So I'll be there today at, at four o'clock if you want to come hang out. I would. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, if it was any other day, we we were actually opening up uh, our new space in uh, downtown Melbourne. Nice. Congrats, so, man. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's uh, that's that's beside the point. It's it's and it's mostly just for the industry, mm-hmm. so just for, for just for agents to kind of a look. We'll have another, you know, bigger ribbon cutting later, and, and in which case I, I invite you and and, yeah, and, and I command you to, to show up. Uh, so, coming off of that, uh, it seems like the, um, everything you've been doing has has brought a level of success. You know, it seems like you're, you know, no matter where where you get into, it seems like you're you're right in the middle of the action. You know, um, <laughs> it's what, a fault of mine. What, yeah, right. What, but what what is the secret sauce? I mean, you know, how, how what what drives you to to want to contribute and and somehow you find yourself like right there at ground zero with with some of these uh, these these items. Secret sauce is first having somebody along your side mm-hmm. that is smarter than you, <laughs> right. that works harder than you, and everything yeah. else. Because I can tell you every major project that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. There's a person that was dedicated that was right next to me, right. and most of the time, also you got to have a good spouse. My wife is the most amazing person in the world that allows me like shout out she, to the wife she's oh, yeah <laughs> but she's she's more than that man yeah. she she deserves a lot of credit so great family first mm-hmm. off second off you got to have the ultimate um person working on that with you and then you just got to know it's a grind so mm-hmm. i don't know if you know but we had something passed called the all-american flag act a kid stood up in my classroom and said you know what mr susan our flags made in china and i said that's bs man we're mm-hmm. going to change that great. so the kids were like well what do you mean so O'Galley High School kid, um, uh, Andre Matos, a uh, mm-hmm. Puerto Rican kid, he's awesome, stood up and did it. And what ended up happening is is uh, we ended up for three years in the state legislature giving testimony and, and giving it out. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they didn't give up. It was a grind, right? And that was the key to that entire success was is that we just didn't give up. And some of the individuals that helped along the way, Mm -hmm. um, Tim Thomas, Melbourne City Council member, he came on right at the end, the last like eight months and brought the veterans on. And I truly believe that was one of them. But I think if you look at the secret sauces, one, grind it out, have somebody with you, a good team, and you'll get through anything. Just, I mean, you watch Linda Weatherman work, holy cow, she just doesn't give up. And that's the success. I think Mm -hmm. having that commitment is uh, in the end, the the characteristic you're looking for. Perfect. We're going to just take a quick break and uh, hit the reset button. We're going to come back on the other side of this. We're going to continue to have a lot of good discussion with, uh, of course, our guest today, Matt Susan. So don't go anywhere. Invite your friends. We're going to come and, and, and wrap up the, the last part of this uh, hour with some, some more from Matt. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Are you in the market for a new home? Perhaps you need to sell your old home and downsize or relocate. Hey there, my name is Jesse Hall with eXp Realty, and I offer professional real estate services right here on the Space Coast. Give me a call, 321-877-8737 for all of your real estate needs. Again, 321-877-8737 for all of your real estate needs. Buy, sell, invest with the best. Find out more at 321-BuySellInvest.com. Join us for the fresh, new, For Your Best Self podcast with Drs. Anita Saluja and Rebecca Novo of Dermatology Plus Plastic Surgery. We will reveal the facts about techniques, trends, products, and procedures to be your best self. The first and only podcast combining the synergy of aesthetic dermatology plus plastic surgery. Search For Your Best Self on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. All right, thanks for sticking around. We are back. Once again, Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Business Lee Brevard Edition. And uh, again, in the studio is my fellow recipient from the EDC. We both were recognized uh, yeah, for 2020. Yeah, I got an award, but you were on the same piece of paper. You were on the media slick, man. You deserve credit, too. For what yeah, you so... Um, why don't you tell a for, little for, bit? Come for, on, get some for, self gratification. Yeah, right. For, well, I, I've I've mentioned it to some of the people who who watch the show regularly. Um, so I was a volunteer of the year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it's because of my contribution, like mm-hmm. we're doing today, inviting people who represent the EDC, uh, to tell their stories. And again, I've had uh, John Mayer, I've had uh, Frank DeBello. We, you know, so the EDC has been great. They they line up the guests for me, and these are these are huge people who normally I wouldn't have access to. Right. Um, so I'm. I'm just proud to be able to give a voice to all of these huge people in, in the area who they do have amazing, amazing things yeah, and amazing. amazing careers. John, yeah. you know, as a senator and, and Frank, you know, doing with like, I just can't, I just can't, you know, and even yourself, you know, sitting across no. from, 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 you know, some, some of the, the Brevard's movers and shakers is, I mean, that's a privilege and an honor. Yeah, and so to be recognized about here, I'm about down here. Yeah. Right. right. So, so modest. <laughs> um, last year about this time, in fact, almost a year ago. It was. It was like um, literally within a week. Yeah. And it seemed like kids went to spring break and they didn't come back. Yeah. And some of them, some of them have, you know what I mean? That's, that's right. what the way they feel. They've just been e-learning the whole time. Right. And, uh, but that must have disrupted, like, you I mean, plans. I mean, you know, I mean, as a teacher, the stress, like, how am I going to get these lesson plans? And I, we have so much <laughs> more that they need to complete before they, you know, graduate to the next grade. Yeah. So. Tell us about that challenge. Man, I'll tell you, the first challenge right. was a communications department or the um, IT department under Russell Cheatham mm-hmm. had to deploy 15,000, 15,000 devices, not like five or 10. They literally had to deploy so that the kids could e-learn from home. Because let me tell you something, a week's worth of learning that you lose mm-hmm. is you look at some of the statistics. The last time that kids truly lost a year of education like they did now, right. they look back at how long that generation lost. They lost almost $20,000 a year wow. in aggregate wealth based upon the fact that they didn't get that education that they wanted. Wow. So you look at some of the stuff. We don't want to fall behind. So Russell Cheatham and his team mm-hmm. went out and deployed 15000 Now, you go give them to them. 
Now that's great, but there's a lot of children that are that are not as that are less fortunate that don't have internet. So all of a sudden, another some challenge. of our biggest, I mean, L3 yeah. Harris and other corporations, Northrop Grumman, donated so that we could get hotspots. We deployed 4,000 hotspots to different places inside the schools, wow. inside the community. So you're talking homes. I mean, you have principals showing up. I wow. was knocking on doors for a mobile feed site that we created, mm -hmm. and there was a principal knocking on doors trying to hand out laptops at the time. So deploy 15,000 laptops. Think about taking yeah. an entire group of 67,000 kids, right. sending them home, mm -hmm. then trying to educate them and feed because you have to understand some of these kids are only getting fed inside of our schools. Right. When they go home, they don't get fed. So kids are starving. Kids are not learning. And then all of a sudden it's thrown on the education. The The mobilization that that took mm -hmm. didn't get a quarter of what it deserved. Right. The, and, and then talk about being the teacher mm -hmm. that tries to um, to teach that online for the first time. I mean, you're, you're look at me. I can't do it. I'm right. not in a box. Like right. I am all over the room. You couldn't right. even keep a camera on me. Right? <laughs> right. Right. But here it is. So not only those pieces, but then you got to talk about the, the, we fed not only the kids, but the parents through our mobile feed sites. So we had, it was just an amazing mm -hmm. deployment from multiple areas. So we had to go through that. Mm -hmm. And then for the next, you know, then we had to figure out how we're going to reopen and everything else. And it was a, it's a lot of work. But I'm honored to have been able to be there to, to go through it. And a lot of crucial decision-making. Yeah. And and not only that, but like you said, distributing that much food. Yeah. Computers. Yeah. I mean, maybe the – I mean, that's like a military act. Oh, no, no, like, no. I mean, as far as Literally. like this, this – Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean to, to be able to employ with, with that amount of execution. Um, In the first 30 days, we deployed like, over a million meals. That's amazing. I think it was the first two weeks. It was insane. And you guys, Kevin had, Thornton I mean, was amazing. And you guys had no experience with that. I oh, know. I mean, come on. And that's what the thing about education that not mm -hmm. many people. I am so sick and tired of people <laughs> saying that if you can't, you go teach or whatever. You know, you know that old saying. Right. Like horseshit. Okay. I'm sorry to swear on your air, but the bottom line is, is that we're fed a different thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that sometimes the the people up in Tallahassee pass laws and they're they're not attuned to the school district, so we have to adjust. Right. Sometimes our community throws stuff at us. Education is about being mobile and nimble mm -hmm. and being able to do that on a dime and then being able to react. And I'll tell you, the staff that we have at BPS is amazing in doing that. And that's right. what we ended up doing. And then on top of that, you also had to now, you know, you got a pandemic. You know, that's <laughs> what we're being told. Like, yeah. you know, so now you also have to now get your janitorial providers, you know, your janitors oh, to now disinfect 100% of that school, lockers, under desks. I mean, I mean, think about all buses. the surfaces, buses. I mean, you, you talk about the extra workload. And I have to right. commend Superintendent um, Mullins. He actually didn't lay off anybody. Wow. So we had a lot of people who at the time mm -hmm. were scared. Well, I mean, you're talking about Everybody after, was scared. aftercare workers. Yeah. You're talking about lunch um, providers, custodians, everybody. Like, mm -hmm. what are we going to do? We found a way to pay them. And that doesn't get enough credit either, right. is that those people didn't go home without a job because BPS had their back. So, yeah, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, think about it. You're yeah, nobody made, no, there was no headlines no. Uh, with layoffs. No. Yeah. Right. And, and BPS, you think about the custodian that goes through that classroom every day and just kind of mm -hmm. wipes down and does some stuff. And right. they do an amazing, now, now you got to wipe down, every time a kid eats inside of a cafeteria, you got to wipe down that table before the next group of kids comes in. You got to wipe, I mean. You, you, you increase the custodial line by twice as many hours, uh, everything. Right. And, and and our team did it flawlessly. Like, mm -hmm. they're amazing. So, Yeah, to, to employ that kind of response mm -hmm. to something that nobody, again, planned for. Mm -hmm. And so, 
and 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 at the same time, you know, you have governors making arbitrary decisions. You have you have uh, of uh, county governments, mm-hmm. municipalities, townships. You know, everybody's trying to scramble. Mayors Just trying are, to figure it out. There's know, no playbook. Right. There's that, no playbook. Right. And no, none of them deserve any fault. And, and that's that, that's partly why, personally, criticize the CDC. Mm-hmm. That's all you do is plan for these things, and you had no like handbook. Like here you go, governor. <laughs> like you have all like I mean I mean I'm sure you're chasing like other things like you know this tribe in, in the Amazon you know got infected by a monkey whatever, but and you're keeping an eye on you know different things going on around the world. But partly you should have like a whole department going. Okay, in this case, this is right. what happens for a local right. you know thing. This is a, this is for a global thing. This is and and, and then now everybody has the same sheet of music. So we're not do, dealing with arbitrary decisions up here. And 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 like every governor's making weird things. Mm-hmm. It's like people just were, I don't you know, just like, I guess I need to do this. And so there, without a game plan, I thought that was a, a big big shortcoming. Yeah, and I, and ho- ho- hopefully there is that. But for but for any school board mm-hmm. to make that conscious effort to like. Mm-hmm. We need to get laptops in all these homes. We need to get lunches in all these homes. We need to deploy. Like that. Like, like that. that. Like like a week. Like a switch. Like how do you do that? And, yeah. and again, Russell Cheatham. He, he deserves a huge award. Russell Cheatham. Well, everybody, let's let's give Russell <laughs> some recognition. Um, certainly if you see him, give him, a, give him an attaboy. Uh, but, you know, no, I mean, I think the whole school board deserves mm-hmm. a round of applause. And, well, um, we, we, look, we, mm-hmm. we get to be the ones that make the tough decisions to, to go down, mm-hmm. but we are the ones that, that sit there. The other ones that are in the trenches deserve the most credit. We, we don't deserve um, a lot of the credit that the staff does for us. When it was time to start having those discussions like, okay, now it's summer, we have to make a resolution for the fall. Are we inviting people back? Are we mm-hmm. continuing the, the, the meal program, the hotspot program? Mm-hmm. What what did that look like? How were those discussions? I'm sure there were some heated. We had two controversy. thirteen hour, no wow. three thirteen hour sessions. Wow, pounding through it, talking through each one of the sessions, going through it, right. and literally pins and needles. Thousands sure. of people were on our Facebook watching. Sure. There were people making yeah. comments. I formed study groups. We did such a good job here in Brevard mm-hmm. that I became one of the leaders for the state on a COVID reopening task force for the rest Is of the school right? districts. Yeah, the the school board associations, board of directors. I led the task force over on the um, for the whole state of Florida with a lot of our. There's about five of us that put out guidelines mm-hmm. and questions, um, and I focused my main portion on the capital reopening, which was all of your custodians and bus drivers and all of that stuff. Right. But I think one of the things that doesn't go in, we as a as a school district have multiple layers. Mm-hmm. You have the, the unfortunate the biggest piece is the cost because if we had unlimited funds to do whatever we wanted we would i mean the things that we could do in education would take us past every single other country but we're we're forced with cost constraints so Mm -hmm. when we a lot of our decisions that were being made were not only from the humanistic side but the education side but then also the financial side so like some of the people were saying hey why are you sitting there and you want to mandate masks, right? right. Let's, let's talk about that. The main reason is, is that every single time one of our people hits the, um, hits the ICU, it costs us $110,000. In the mm. first two weeks of school, we hit 10 people in the ICU that cost us $1.2 million. Now, a laptop is $200. Figure out how many laptops you can get for that amount of money. And that is our bottom line. Mm -hmm. So you start putting in, you have to put in the restrictions to control the cost. And that's one of the things that not many people understood in the beginning. And one of the things that that was continual. The other pieces is 
dadgummit, there's, you're sitting in a classroom and many people sat back and they said, well, why do we have to have those masks at the time? Well, the reason was is because you had classrooms with 20 kids inside of a classroom that mm. shared air with a teacher who maybe have, have some issues as far as being, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Immediate efficient. Yeah. 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 So you got to make all those quick decisions with no true guidance. Um, and go from there. And then the CDC did come out and the DOH came out with some good guidelines and we mm. worked with them very closely. Like good. our local DOH was, was amazing. Mm. But in the end, when you look at DOH guidelines, CDC guidelines, you also have to have the other side of it where, right. look, I think our, we, we don't need to be like some of these other states where they completely shut down, send the kids out. Because I will tell you right now, the negative effects to what we just did with some of the students that we had to do is going to carry on a lifetime. Listen to this. The dark web yes. is up 200% because all of the individuals know that these kids are on these service. They're all on their, their gadgets. Right. Parents aren't locking out. Right. So you have all these predators that are using this online platforms to get into these kids because now all of a sudden wow. the kid's on the computer. Well, let me go search on the internet and let me see what you find, right? right. You have abuses that don't get reported because kids are e-learning. So you have kids that are at home, the only place they get fed sometimes and they can report abuses inside of our schools. Mm -hmm. So when we had that time period where kids weren't, we saw an increase, a huge spike when the kids came back in, in, in abuse cases and everything else. You talk about the knowledge gap that's happening. It's, it's done and it's time to get these kids back. It's time to get them back as much as we can without, there's gonna be some kids that need to be um, socially distanced, maybe mm. Brevard virtual and those programs, but it's time to get these kids back. There is severe social anxiety now that's gonna come out of some of these students that have been sitting at home on the e-learning. I mean, you should see some of them. I mean, without homecomings, proms, football games. Think about yourself if you locked yourself yeah. on a computer for seven hours a day Miserable. for an entire year. And then all of a sudden you come out and they're like, okay, now run back into a room with 500 people and go dark, start dancing. It just, it, it is a different one. We are seeing some stuff. Mm -hmm. I had a friend of mine, she says, um, she was a teacher from up north. She just retired. Right. And she said that after 30 years of teaching, she has never seen what she saw in the classrooms this year with the kids coming in from e-learning. Because throughout the year, the kids are coming back, right? The parents are like, okay, it's safe. It's been a year. We've been yeah. vaccinated, whatever that yeah. is, we're coming back. And one of the mm -hmm. issues that you have is, is that they ended up, um, the, I mean, the kids come back and they are literally socially inept as far as communications and everything else because everything's been through a mobile platform. For instance, I went and substituted at Melbourne High School the other day. The kids all came in in the first block. I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's talk about your names. Let's talk about who this is and let's just get to know each other because you have an hour and 45 minutes. Let's take five minutes Some and know each breakers, other. Some icebreakers, yeah. Literally, yeah. they, they started picking teams for a war review that I put together mm -hmm. and they didn't even know the person that was sitting next to them. And I was like, that, this is a different, this is different what we're doing. Right. And we've got to get back to what we know education is best. And I'll tell you what, hmm. the hybrid learning is killing our teachers. So this learning where they're on two different platforms and they're trying to teach these kids and that, that kids, makes no sense. God bless our teachers right now yeah. because they've been hit with this and, but it's time to get rid of it because not only that, but you can't tell me that the kid that's hybrid learning is te is learning the same as in the class. And you can't tell me that the kids are in the class aren't being in, inhibited because of the kids that are on hybrid learning. Now that's what we had to do. We had to do that, but I'm telling you right now, we got to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So, so what do you think would be a perfect answer now that we've had a, a year to figure it out? Sure. Some kids have decided to go back. Some parents are still reluctant and keeping them as a homeschool. Sure. You know, and uh, and I'm sure that's been a whole nother thing. You know, where I mean, I, I me growing up and probably yourself as well, there was like two kids out of like 60 kids. You mm -hmm. know, that I knew. 
They were homeschooled. We're, we're homeschooled. Yeah. And now that ratio must must be like one in five. Or yeah, it, it's, I don't know. it's actually about five thousand students out of sixty-eight thousand total, or out of seventy-two thousand are homeschoolers. About eight percent. Yeah, I'd say it's probably hovers around four. Oh, four. When you start putting in the charter schools and all the other stuff. Roger, okay. We get it in there. Okay, so anyways, homeschool, I work very well with them. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the reasons I got elected originally was Mm -hmm. the homeschool groups got behind me, Mm -hmm. um, fought for a lot of the stuff, and they have some amazing, amazing curriculums. So what we write, and I'll just be honest, my my 18-year-old e-learns because she works at a place called Kehoe Animal Clinic, and they do not allow them to go to in-person school because they have to worry about the customers and everybody else. Totally sure. understand that. My nine-year-old, she goes to school at Suntree Elementary, mm-hmm. and she goes in person, and she is the not the mass Nazi, right? She, mm-hmm. she wear your mask and everything else. <laughs> but we held my son from going into preschool, which a lot of the parents did because you know you can stay home. So we became a homeschooling uh, family too. Oh, great! Okay. I will tell you right now, we have the largest contingent of kindergarten and preschoolers coming in next year because parents held them back. Mm-hmm. You will see the largest pre-K and kindergarten enrollment in the history of education next year promise you we're going to need sense, so yeah. many pre-k and kindergarten teachers right. you it, it, it will be astronomical fascinating our i mean as far as the kids are, are they behind do they need special sessions do they perfect need perfect example so our e-learners are uh, 0.75 gpa lower on average than the people that are in right Here's another fact for you. This is this is big news. Yeah. E-learners actually have a higher rate of getting COVID than the people that are inside of our schools. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Well, I'm I guess not, their immunity's not being challenged. Well, it's not only that. Yeah. It's that it's the fact that you have these parents that said, oh, my kid's e-learning because of this. And then they go travel the world or <laughs> they're doing all these other things. Good right? point. Yeah, Good yeah, point. yeah. No, yeah. like we have parents. I talk That's to funny. my teachers all the time. Mm-hmm. I have teachers say, yeah, the kid flips up the screen and they're in like a different part of the country. Like there's a there's a landmark in the background, right? right, right. And and they're like, this is crazy. Like, which look, if you're a parent, you want to take advantage of it. That's great. If the kids are learning, that's that's great. But in some cases, mm-hmm. let's look at some of the low socioeconomic areas where the parents, they're right. not. They're, some of them don't have the skills that are needed in order to teach um, some of those kids some of the skills that they need. And I'll tell you this much: there's a lot of families that's a, out, and that's a valid fact. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of families out there right now that are appreciating public education right now because oh, they had to start taking care of their kids. It was ridiculous. Get them out of here. So <laughs> I remember, again, be, being uh, a guy without any th- kids' dependents, um, I don't really know the struggle. But what I've heard from my my peers who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have had the kids, spring break, you know, normal. Mm-hmm. Another week of spring break, another week of spring break, and it was a novelty. It's like, wow, I get to have my kid. And then yeah. the reality. Get like, them back. Are they going back into the fall? Please right. take them. Please take them. Please <laughs> take them. Because all of a sudden I was like, hey, I'm going surfing. I'm going golfing. Uh, got a babysit, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, this now now this is affecting me. <laughs> like, <laughs> get your kids back. I, I don't even there. have the, any kid, you know, any skin in the game. Like little, like, you know, and um, and 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 I, and I still felt the effect. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, and and I was starting to see. A, a dynamic with the parent and, mm-hmm. and their kids yeah. changing, you know, because now it was like, okay, now you're with me. Now I got to be your your role model yeah. ish. Right. I got to be your uh, 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 teacher. Yeah. And I got to be your disciplinarian. Yeah. And then I still got to take care of you and love you at the end of the day. And it was like really tough. So talk about the economic effect of that. Now, right. now follow this. Okay. Um, 
if we have parents that are forced to stay home, and this is one of the main reasons we decided that we wanted to open and, and really carry it. Mm. If you take, and right now, the female workforce mm. has been set back almost 30 years. And let me explain. If you look at the metrics of women in the workforce, mm. it has dropped to the level of the 1980s. And the reason for that is, is because who's the caregiver Wrong. for all of the children? That makes sense. Now, when you start taking that, that's okay when you have a high socioeconomic family, but you start getting down to the low end. You tell those parents, we're not gonna open up our schools. And then all of a sudden, those parents who live and die by that job are forced to quit. Let me tell you something, when we sent all those kids home, it was a massive economic drain on the economy. Think about your major workforce that were sitting there saying, hey, and there are some jobs where those people have to go into work. You yeah. can't, listen, we're all blessed to do e-learning if you're insurance, if you're this or that, but sure. let's go into it. There are people that had to show up at work and now we're telling them, hey, we're sending your kids home and you've got to e-learn them. Well, they got to send them to their uncle's house and all that stuff. So those people out there that think that we send to, to, to not go towards brick and mortar were crazy. And right. those were usually people that didn't understand the dynamic of some of our low socioeconomic areas. Yeah, imagine a, a two-income home Mm-hmm. And one of the persons is, uh, you know, has an essential job. Mm-hmm. Not everybody was furloughed, right? And allowed to telecommute, right? There are people who needed to be in that deli, mm-hmm. needed to sweep those floors, needed to, you know, mm-hmm. be, you know, be in that garage fixing cars. They didn't have a, a luxury right. of being able to, to do that type right. of work from home. But now they were forced to stay at home again, or or pretty much work every day just to pay yeah. a babysitter or equivalent or mm-hmm. daycare and that does, that doesn't make sense you know you're just working to pay somebody else just to take care of your kid when so th- so it's a very hard struggle and and that's something absolutely that i'm sure not a whole lot of people can can relate to or or even it, have have thought of the after effects of what just happened for yeah. the last 365 days Roger. is going to ripple into our economy into our socioeconomics into our social structure into our gender stru- structure mm-hmm. for the next 20 years and not many people understand that and just the economic drop of not having those people those individuals that were caregivers to be inside the workforce the spending the i mean it, it, it we need to at this point with everybody that can get their vaccinations, right? Mm-hmm. Children, I think they were saying, should have their vaccinations sometime in the beginning to end of fall. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get back. We need to we need to open this thing up because right. it's time to get us back. We we can't let this virus eat us alive internally. We need to show a strength as far as a culture and a right. community that we're going to be better than this thing. And that includes either getting your vaccinations or getting better at what you getting healthier and making your own decision. Right. And Diet, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. And and I, I wonder if there's going to be any kind of new curriculum. You know, I mean, maybe there's going to be some new interest with some of these students in, in, in immunology or, or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, and oh, yeah. and um, and and seeing, you know, maybe like a new interest. So maybe there'll be some new uh, uh, uh you know, virus, you know, doctors, you know, or, 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 or kids with that interest. I, I hope there is going to be a, a byproduct that maybe we don't see right now, mm-hmm. but that maybe we'll, we'll, you know, we'll realize in, in, in three, four years or so, you know, when we have a lot of um, uh, interests, you know, uh, communicable diseases, you know, and stuff like that. And think about this. We now are a culture mm-hmm. who is very conscious of those communicable diseases, right? right? So there's going to be an entire economy built 
around that social conscience. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be jobs that are going to be available for those individuals to fill. Mm -hmm. So you're a hundred percent right. I mean, mm -hmm. you may even have a career and technical program soon that is right. specific to that industry. I mean, there's going to be inspectors. There's going to be, I mean, it's going to be, you know, I mean, think about the workforce once we come out of this and they say, our, so in a many areas, mm -hmm. having a clean workforce is also where, where they're not going to be able to get COVID because right. we all know that they're saying now that the virus, you can still get it again, mm -hmm. that there's variants that are becoming stronger. There's a lot of the different pieces, right? right. So what ends up happening is, is we're going to have workforce where if you can continue to work with your workforce and not have people leave because of sicknesses, your productivity is going to be higher. So I could see consultants mm -hmm. in the future that come in to help workforces identify areas mm -hmm. where COVID or other related diseases would be able to knock out a workforce because it will kill a small business when half of them are going out. I mean, did you hear Tom Cruise was going losing his mind on his entire set the other day <laughs> yeah. because they were not socially distancing or something like that? So, right. I mean, there is that is out there, right? That's a concern for many, and I, I think you're right. Occupational therapists, um, guidance counselors, mm. maybe need to be trained in now how to be like i don't know da like damage control because you may have somebody <laughs> with a panic attack you know you may have some you know and, and there's maybe some conflicts between you know uh, someone who can't wear masks because of an asthma or right, a respiratory right, right, you know right, thing right. and but you may have somebody who's like militant like you better wear your mask like my nine-year-old like, right <laughs> you know like but i don't I, I can't you know because so and and then of course and there's a personal debate there as mm -hmm. well and i think there's also some uh, parent groups who don't feel like you know they're being represented so i think they're, you yeah, know so, so we're absolutely. already seeing kind of like some 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 counter groups coming up and saying hey you know we, we you know parents need their rights yeah and, and I, I think you're 100 <clears> percent <throat> right um we have a group of parents and rightfully mm -hmm. so right who have the opinion that we need to open this thing back up and, right. they're, and they're right they're look whether you you have to as a school board member represent all of your different constituents sure. and you have to take in all opinions right so we have a group out there moms for liberty who mm -hmm. their main thing is their main thing is is parent choice right right but the other part of it is personal liberties and everything else that comes Amen. out of that parent choice right and yeah. that that's a really good area to be in mm -hmm. um we as a school district try to strive to do as much as we can and notify right. but there are some areas where i think that we could improve and i'm glad that an organization like moms for liberty comes mm -hmm. out and says hey we need these parents to be notified we need these parents for this and it keeps us on our toes remember what we were talking about right. school board members that have been in for a while and you're not you're not on sharp you're not listening to your constituency right. and all that stuff well get mom moms for liberty will wake you up real quick right mm -hmm. so the key is is that you got to make sure that you you recognize what the positives and negatives are in any group right. and then listen to them um, i don't think that they're counter to anything that we need i think that they're a great organization that's that's got some positive things that are coming out along with whether you're republican or democrat they all mm -hmm. have these great ideas and we need to pull them together to come out with the best product that we can and a lot of the things that they're saying is like hey man we don't need the masks open up the schools we're doing that and i think you're seeing that sentiment grow stronger and stronger and listen if everybody's standing back and they get they have the opportunity to be vaccinated mm. why should a child have to wear a mask you know what i mean why is that right. let's make that debate and i think that that's what's coming that's what's the greatest thing is i love these challenges i love the opportunity to try to get into that that area right. and it's coming and i think that moms for liberty representing that section of our our group is good i think the moms demand action with the there's some other stuff that they're coming out with mm. they have have a great organization that's going to start talking about gun safety and everything else mm -hmm. you got a lot of kids that have been sitting at home 
with parents who may not be locking up a lot of their weapons, there's going to be that piece. There's a lot of stuff. And I think if we find the good in each group and then harness that, we're going to mm. do a great job. Yeah. And on that note, um, we've already exceeded our, our so hour. Sorry, man. Isn't it so easy? I mean, people are like, I don't know if I could talk forever. for an hour. But yeah, yeah I mean, no, no, no. absolutely. You do a great job. You, you roll through it. You yeah. do amazing. Well, I, I appreciate it, Matt. Um, but ultimately, thanks so much for yeah. you coming in, sharing. No, 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 no. no. Wait, we're things. going to the airplane. You're going to get in it. You promised. Everybody here. They okay. know you're getting in the jet. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the. Uh, <laughs> you're on the. Hook. I'm on the hook. So uh, certainly we we will. I mean I think that's going to be a privilege anyway. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, airplane fuselage, helicopter fuselage, rocket <laughs> ships. I mean I'll podcast anywhere. Uh, for all those that have been watching live, thanks so much for your contributions. I really hope you enjoyed uh, the the topic of discussion and of course um, learning more about Matt Susan and what he does uh, for all of us here in the beautiful. Uh, county here uh, Brevard County on the space coast of Florida uh, make sure again if you're just listening to this on Spotify Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast so just hit that subscribe make sure you um, get notified every time we release another episode and of course for all those once again all the best and much success no matter what you're doing we'll talk to you later and of course we, we love you take care until next time mm-hmm.